Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, y'all, it's Paul here. You want to find out what your date is into sexually without asking? Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you how. Okay, plus the unbelievable listener email that we got. When is it time to give up on your dream? This conversation had our jaws on the floor. It's next on the Hey Fresh Podcast with Paul Wharton. Yay! All right, warm up your fall weekends every Friday this month at Fridays at the Fountain in Crystal City with delicious beer and wine offerings and live entertainment. Paul and I will be there soon. Just keep up on our socials. Or if you want more details, head there yourself this Friday. Just go to crystalcity.org. Also, we love Pacers. Pacers running. Hit up runpacers.com. They have several locations in the D.C. area. Six. You can go to their one in Alexandria, here in Arlington, Virginia. You can also go to Fairfax. They have the best running and walking shoes. They also have an awesome podcast all about comedy, running, life. It's called Pace the Nation. Runpacers.com. Mm. All right. Hey, 
from me, you should be listening. Nation's cat pop culture at its best. No need a second guess. Separated from the rest. Entertaining nonetheless. Many topics to address. Sarah, she's so glamorous. The number one hostess. Hey, Frank. Hey, hey, hey. hey, Paul Warden. How's hey, it baby. going? Great. How are you? I am so good. Welcome back to another week of the Hey, Frank with Paul Warden podcast. It is great to be here with you guys. I feel like we have so many topics. We have so much sexual harassment to talk about. Can we Ooh. please all share our own stories Ooh. of getting our own crotches grabbed? Now, no. let me ask you, because yes. in my case, I was usually doing the grabbing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I know. <laughs> I mean, You've been on the giving or the receiving. I've end. been on both. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't think I harassed, though. I was just trying to make it obvious that I was willing in certain cases that we could take the situation a little bit further. Harvey, if you want to masturbate into a plant in front of me, whatever it takes, babe. Well, some stuff just doesn't offend me. Now, I think he's horrible for doing that to those women. God, doesn't he look like he's got a tiny dick, too? Oh, the tiniest little pecker. Who wants to watch him shower, though? No one. He looks so big, too. I don't even know how he could get his crevices. You know what I mean? When you get that large, because I've been a big girl, it's hard to get all the nooks and crannies. But you know what? Hollywood is a great equalizer. It will really make you think that you are all that. The power, like, makes people in their head think that they're super hot. Oh, Ooh. he is so nasty to look at. Were you no? Do you think this type of sexual harassment happens in like to this extreme in other businesses aside from entertainment, or do you think Roger Ailes, Bill O'Reilly, um, that the entertainment business and the television and the radio business lends itself to just this stuff, and this doesn't happen if you work for like a bank? Well, I think it happens all over, and I think a lot of people are probably down for the cause because if you think about all the people that we know that uh, have been CEOs or bosses at different organizations and they're having affairs with their secretaries it had to start somewhere and it probably started with some of this suggestive talk right you think you're down for the cause if you work for mcdonald's this flies right oh no you know your sir your your manager there comes up and yeah. starts masturbating into the fry later there's I mean, a different hey like, listen uh, there's somebody for everybody out there that's <laughs> maybe not my particular taste but you know i'll promote you day manager just watch me masturbate into this fry later well let me tell you something you know i mentioned to you before that i had an experience with a hollywood executive like yes, this right dish dish so basically i did this show in like 2000 eight on TV land called She's Got the Look. And on She's Got the Look, we were looking for models that were 40 and over. Okay. So I was the model coach. Kim Alexis, the supermodel from way back in the day, she was the host. And Beverly Johnson was a judge and some other people. Anyway, so um, after that show was over, this guy calls me from Hollywood, this famous producer. And he told me his work, and I Googled him and looked him right up. And he was like, oh, we have a couple of mutual friends. And listen, I saw you on She's Got the Look, and I have a show for you. So, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. Because I had just done a show for a makeover man on TV One. And then I got uh, She's Got the Look on TV Land. And then oh, we you're did like, that for this two is seasons. amazing. Now I'm going to have my own show in Hollywood. <laughs> so I was, like, super excited about it. And, you know, he was, like, basically listening to my levels of excitement. And the more excited I got, baby, the more excited he got. So Right. So, you know, it was like the, the calls were during the day at first. And then, like, day three and four, they were in the evening. And then he was like, then he would be on the phone. He'd say, oh, I got to take this call. Call you right back. And the calls start going to, like, midnight. Oh, my God. And then he God. wanted to FaceTime. You know, all the while I'm thinking, okay, let me pack my shit. I got to ship my stuff to Hollywood. <laughs> I'm going to Hollywood Hills. I'm going to get me a good old house. I'm going to get me a fly old Porsche, you know, blacked oh, out. Yeah. Oh, I was going to. Oh, I had it all thought out. <laughs> 
So then he was, you know, he would tell me more and more, but he was baiting me and it was working. And let me tell you, by day five, we were saying, I love you on the phone. Oh my God. But, so did, but did he ask you to do something? Like, what did he? No, because the guilt, this. Okay. the guilt comes in because you have this person finally telling you that they love you and you're like. Uh, my show. Um, can we talk <laughs> oh, about this? I show? So see, they kind of switch it up and make it into not just something that um, you know, like more like a relationship. And you're like, well, damn, I don't want to ask this motherfucker about my show, but I need my show. Like I'm packing my stuff. I'm having my mail boarded. What's my new address? I love you, but first, can we ink this deal on the show? Then right. I'll really be in love. Right. So yeah, I mean that's basically what happened. And and he was like, you know, sending me these videos of him jerking off and all kind of stuff. Well, look, I was telling you guys this before we came on. You know, I, I mean, I've been in the entertainment business. So have you. Um, I have a high threshold, and look, I'm inappropriate at times. So I have a high threshold of what I find inappropriate. No, I've never had a boss say to me, you know, I'm going to masturbate in front of you, or you know shower me or or like you know i mean harvey weinstein now they're coming out with the new yorker just did this unbelievably long but really really good article about i mean every other profile was of a woman he raped or you know he forced to give like she had to give him a blow job it's mm. crazy but i was telling you in the entertainment business over the years i've had some interesting moments and one of them was i had one of my bosses buy me a lap dance with a coworker, yeah. and it at a strip club and I willingly went to the strip club but it was the dance was so creepy these two guys were so creepy while watching this stripper she actually went over to them and said you guys are creepy and weirded me out like you're weirding me out and I'm done and like here's your money yes they were too creepy for the stripper oh shit she sees a lot and I didn't you know again I was like 26 I just like had a you know couple years old I didn't I, you know, I had a great job. I didn't know anything about it. Did you it. ever want to say, no, nah, I'm not that into this? Or um, The next day, I felt really slimy about it. I was like, mm. oh, that could have gotten really, really weird, you know? Yeah. And I know everyone was drinking and we're all buddies, but it just was like really inappropriate. And yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing. And I think what bothered me so much was when the stripper got up and walked away and basically gave them their money back. I was like, these guys are fucking weird. I mean, talk like, about, I mean, what do you do then? So, um, (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, I definitely witnessed it. And I know, you know, I know you and I both know a lot of the same entertainment people and Mm -hmm. I've heard their stories over the years. Um, but it's just unbelievable. Someone like Harvey Weinstein, it's not unbelievable really, but it's just amazing to me that he got away with it for so many years. Yeah. You had actors and the whole thing just keeps going on and on. Uh, Lindsay Lohan's coming out and defending him. Now you've got Rose McGowan and other actresses saying that Ben Affleck knew, Mm -hmm. um, that even at one point, Matt Damon went to bat for Harvey Weinstein because now we found out the story was going to come out, you know, years ago. What about his wife? I mean, she's she's, leaving him. She's leaving him, but she had to know. Let me tell you, I moved with this guy. I had this relationship with this guy that you all know about when I moved to New York. I left my good job at the CW. I moved to New York. I moved into the most expensive apartment I could find. End up being stuck with the bill. But anyway, um, you know, as much as I wanted that relationship to work, I knew he was no good. I knew it. I knew it from the way you looked at other guys when they walked past. I knew it when I couldn't get a hold of him on a cell phone. The nights he had to take a sudden business trip. I I just knew it. You know, and I looked the other way because I said, well, you know, this is what I should be doing. I should be in a relationship. So for someone like her, she's getting married to this. I mean, she's pretty hot also. I, she's beautiful. She's hot. She's accomplished. I think yeah. people do anything. 
anything for money, right? Okay. And a lifestyle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they had an agreement where it's don't ask, don't tell. Uh, who knows? But it's, and you know, this just brings me back. I'm obsessed with Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So I've read all these stories. But do you remember when Corey Haim um, came out and basically Ooh. said that there was like a whole pedophile ring in Hollywood? Yeah. And Corey, oh, sorry, it was Corey Feldman. I think Corey Haim, he's the one that died. Didn't he die of a drug overdose? And Corey Feldman basically came out. Yeah, you know, they're like one and the same to me. I know that's terrible to say, but. I know. Oh, they they are two different ones. Which they are. One Corey Haim is the one that died. Michael Jackson. Well, Corey Feldman. Feldman was the one that was really good friends with him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey Haim died. I'm pretty Did he die? sure. I don't know. Will you look that up, Joel? Will you find out Corey Haim? I think he died of a drug overdose. And basically, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he died of pneumonia. Sorry, Damn. maybe it wasn't drugs. He died of pneumonia on March 10th in 2010. Um, he had a long history of drug addiction, but Corey Feldman, his friend, came out and basically said that both of them were sexually abused in Hollywood by executives, and there was like a pedophile ring covered up. Mm. Hollywood sounds awful. It does. I mean, the thing about it is, well, when you know, I feel, I feel no. a lot wrong with these people who have a problem with it. However, I mean, when you think about it, okay, so I go to some boozy bar like Black Whiskey downtown at night. I meet some, you know, some bartender who just got off work, real super hot and all that. We end up hooking up. Well, shit, I did it for free. If I could get a show out of it. <laughs> I know. Do you know? Yeah. So some of these people, um, I, I, listen. No, say it. Because I think I know what you're going to say, well, which is some of these people are probably we, willing participants, the right? They know that they're the road. going down. Because, okay. see, I know stuff. You know what I mean? Right. I know from the cocktail. I know from the conversation. And, and there's kind of a pathology to all of my conversations that I've had over the years when I started a bar with someone. And right. we have a quote-unquote meeting, you know, I had a guy that I hired to do my security, like, years ago when I was doing all these events. My mom thought I was going to get, like, <laughs> like kidnapped or something. <laughs> so we decided we are going to get me the security guy, and I probably shouldn't tell this, but anyway, so he comes <laughs> over for me to one. interview the security guy, and, you know, he's like, oh, I'll just come to your house. I'm like, okay. You know, and I felt a little energy with the guy, and I didn't really like the guy. I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to say no because he was cute, but, right. you know, not really my type. But anyway, so I ended up hooking up with the guy. Like, but I knew from the, as soon as we had our first cocktail, I was like, oh, these questions, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like you the were same aware. type of kind of, uh, you know, you're going down that same path. So, so um, you know, what do you think the takeaway is? Do you think anything will change in Hollywood? Or do you think uh, that this is sort of like par for the course and that once you get to a certain level of power, these it seems like these men, I don't know many women, that are kind of getting, but maybe, I mean, I don't know all of Hollywood, so maybe there are a lot of women sexually exploiting yeah. men or other female actresses, but. Well, on the show the other day, um, on the TV show, <laughs> names, because I'm going to say this, um, I said, I said, I was on the couch and I said, um, you know, we we're talking about Harvey Weinstein, and I said, well, gosh, I mean, watching him shower, I mean, <laughs> what are my other options? And exactly what am I getting from this? But, you know, I was kind of making a joke, but really, who wants to watch him shower? And then they were saying, you know, how <laughs> no, awful he... Nobody, because he's you know, so gross. But I said, you know, but listen, uh, we're seeing what our president says about women. Sure. And everybody went, like, radio silent, and it was so crazy. It's just like, this guy is Teflon Don for reals, 
You know, right. he can do anything and say anything. But really what's happening um, is all these other men in these powerful positions are, you know, either they've been doing it before or they're seeing him doing it and they think they can do it. And all hell's breaking loose, you know? It is pretty fascinating. And by the way, I would love, 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 love. I'm sure a lot of people will email us anonymously. Email us and tell us, because I'm fascinated to see if this kind of sexual harassment goes on in other industries. Because mm-hmm. I do think the entertainment business is... I think it's a business where people openly, like you said, know and are willing to do a lot uh, to get ahead. <laughs> and not, I mean, it doesn't make it right, but... I will share one other thing. Well, I... <laughs> I got my first voiceover gig. I was really young, living in New York City, and I was at this restaurant called Sushi Samba, and I was laughing like, <laughs> and this, and I was laughing like a crazy person. I was so happy to be a Sushi Samba, having like huh. a, you know good sushi. Was that like a five star place? It was like the it was bomb. like the Nobu. Oh, okay, totally. All right, okay. now I'm with you. So anyway, um, this guy comes over and he's like, "Hi, excuse me," and I'm like, "Yes." How can I help you? (laughs) All dramatic. So he comes over and he says that he runs a production company that does voiceover work. Next day, I'm in this production company and I am doing this voiceover for a cartoon called Ghoul School. It was on Cartoon Network. It was a it was a cartoon short on Cartoon Network. Okay. And I played Doctor Diabolical, and he was laughing. <laughs> you know, so I would do that. You might have blown the speaker. <laughs> I would do that. So basically. Oh my God. This guy was paying me $3,000 for every produced minute that I would do this. Okay. The rent was due. Okay. Okay. I, love I it. walked out of there the first day with a check for $9,000. I was like 21. Love so it. when Google school, school came to an end, I just asked the guy if he wanted to go out for a cocktail. <laughs> so we go out for a cocktail, and I'm like, so, um, <laughs> you know, can we go? have you ever thought about being with the guy? Oh, yeah, kind of. Have you ever thought about being with me? Oh, well, maybe once or twice. Yeah, what do you think about that? Is it something you think you might want to do? I mean, <laughs> I was. you asking him? <laughs> yes. What? I needed to okay, keep you that $3,000 a minute coming in. We have our own Harvey Weinstein <laughs> on the show, you guys. No! Oh my I God. was slow with that. Are you, he was like, I think I do. I think I, think I might want to do that. And then we <laughs> took a road trip to Philly. He, he was too, it was a straight guy. He was so worried. But, um, I mean, I could, couldn't quite get him to go over. The, but he used me again for another job. That's really all I wanted. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you so much. But I was so willing honest. to do it for yeah. the cause. Well, and I, the cause was my rent. I think there were a lot of people who are willing participants, and now there are a lot of people who are very upset. But anyway, email us, Sarah at HeyFrage.com and Paul Wharton Style at Yahoo.com, because we want to hear your stories. I just think that's... uh, Anyway, it's so wild, the Harvey Weinstein story. Unbelievable. Um, Cover Girl has now changed its slogan. Do you love... Do you like this, Paul? I thought this was really, really good. The iconic drugstore beauty brand is now ditching its signature easy, breezy, beautiful tagline in something that is more empowering they're hoping um, because they want women to kind of own their own style so they're changing it to I am what I make up you think that's a good move for CoverGirl or no? I am what, what I make up. Yeah. It's interesting. It's thought-provoking. Really? I am what I make up. Oh, I, lo- I actually loved it. I was like, damn, yeah. we got to talk about this. I think this is so good. I have I a new one so for modern. Paul Wharton Beauty that, you know, because I'm really inspired to travel and I see a lot of things and meet new people. In mm. fact, after this next birthday, <laughs> I was just telling my sister this morning, I was like, you know... This birthday is going to kind of be a send-off to a lot of my friends. <laughs> like, Oh, you're really? cleaning house? I'm cleaning house. <laughs> this is it. You I don't see me Sunday? 
you may not see me. Oh, boy. No, no, no. But really, that's the way I feel because I feel like doing the same old thing. If you find that you're in the same place doing the same old thing and nothing's moving forward for you, you got to figure yeah. out what's going on. And sometimes you got to let some people go so you can work on yourself. Sure. Because if you are always doing, you know, going to the same place for happy hour and the same doing things that aren't moving you forward, then, you know, you got to make a change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I was working with this new marketing company that's doing my um, ads for Paul Wharton Beauty. And I said, Paul Wharton Beauty, see the world, not the wrinkles. <laughs> I love love it? You love it? I like it. Because I'm making these travel see kits. See the world, not, not the, the wrinkles. wrinkles. Right? I like that. Don't you and love that's kind of like you're supposed to see the world in someone's eyes or you're seeing or, or Well, it's you're traveling, them. you're seeing the world, but you know, your your face is taken care of because oh, of my, with my products. So I love it. I don't want to see the wrinkles. I want to see the world. I <laughs> I just get this little Paul Wharton beauty <laughs> travel kit and I'm going to see the world and no one's going to see my, oh my God. pesky wrinkles. You crack me up. Oh my God. I thought of you this weekend because I was in Maine. Mm-hmm. With my mom and um, because my mom is really nervous that you're going to come visit and that we really live a, a very dumb, I guess I'm trying to think basic maybe um life very basic. rustic. I don't know if rustic's the word. Maybe I like rustic more stripped than basic. down maybe like um you know Simple. minimalist. I'd minimalist, say is the word. Okay. Um, but I came back because I did yard work for my mom and I just have these calluses on my hands and I just thought of you. I thought mm, I don't know if I see him up here doing this yard work. Are there snakes? <laughs> No. Okay, I'm really afraid of that. <laughs> no, there's like very few. Very few. <laughs> very few? Very That's few a snakes. Yeah. So I was just in Maine. I took a social media break for like five days. So I, I didn't I didn't get to keep up on everything that you were doing, but you were saying um that something happened. Did you have like a gym incident or something this morning you wanted to share? A gym incident. Well, first of all, I went to Cleveland for a day the other day. Yes, that looked great. I did that I was, was fantastic. Back. I missed the first flight I've ever missed. I've never missed a flight before. I got to the airport. Somebody was driving me like the lift lady, you know, lovely oh, woman. Right. I was saying, well, you know, Waze says this, but she says, no, 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 no. We need to go GW Parkway. I was like, well, Waze says I'll be there in five minutes. No, 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 no. GW Parkway. I said, but it would tell me that. She says, no. We go. GW Parkway's closed. Is your lift driver bossing you around? My lift drivers never have a fucking clue. They're like, do you want to run navigation? Me around, but she was so sweet, I couldn't go off on her because she starts crying when Aww. she sees that GW Parkway is closed, and I ended up missing my flight. So she should feel pretty bad. But I let that clear thing <laughs> she expire. Feel like crap. You know that clear? Yeah, it gets you through. It's like you're. So they have super, TSA pre yeah. and they have clear. Right. So I had clear, but I let it expire because I never really used it. I don't know why. But anyway, so I signed up for that that day. Okay. And then I also made an appointment for TSA pre. So on my way back through Cleveland, because that day I didn't go, I went the next day to Cleveland. Okay. On my way back through, I went to TSA pre to have my interview. Oh. So my friend is telling me about this TSA pre thing and he's like, whatever you do in the interview, don't lie. Meanwhile, they call my name right at this moment. This is a text message. I said, about what? About what? Tell me now. <laughs> Tell me now. Don't lie about I mean, what are they going to ask me? I think he's saying What do they know? Like, I think you have to be honest about everything. I said, are you talking about charges? And he responds back, I pled them down. <laughs> I'm like, well, I've never been charged with anything, so I'm good. So what what questions did they end up asking? They really didn't ask me anything. The lady was actually, I shouldn't say this, she was like a fan. <laughs> So she just let you through. Oh, I was just schmoozing her. Oh, yeah, girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. My birthday girl. What you doing on Sunday? Come to my party. Oh, my God. She was like, oh, my God. I would love that. I was like, "Mm." so anyway, when can I get this? (laughs) I need to fly out of here tomorrow. Can I get this thing early? Did you get it? No. No. It takes like weeks, right? they, They mail it to you. 
Oh my gosh. They well, good that you're back. Yes. Um, and there's a couple of things we wanted to invite you guys to coming up this weekend is um, with our friends Mervis Diamond. We love them. Yeah. They're doing a diamonds and chocolate event. So if you're in the market for a ring, several of you all have emailed us or even a fabulous piece of jewelry, October 14th and 15th, which is Saturday and Sunday, you can see a huge selection of wedding and engagement rings. Enjoy special savings. And how about a chocolate fountain provided by an awesome wedding vendor, Chocolate Chick? So they're going to have free chocolates, this beautiful chocolate fountain. On Saturday, this diamonds and chocolate event is happening 9 to 5 at 1700 K Street in Northwest Washington. A lot of you guys came to that anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also at 1900 Mervis Way in Tyson's and then their Rockville location at 1775. So it's happening simultaneously at every single location. And then Sunday just happening um, in Rockville and Tyson's from 12 Mm -hmm. to 5. So be sure to go. Nice. I got this incredible email. Tell me. And if you want more info about Mervis, by the way, MervisDiamond.com. So MervisDiamond.com is where you can go. I wanted to read this to you because I am dying to see what you think because I've completely changed my point of view on this. Okay. okay. So this is from a woman who writes to us, Erin. She said it was totally fine to use her real name. Uh, she writes, hey, guys, I'm loving the podcast so much and so thrilled that you two are kicking butt with your partnerships and events. When you both speak about your careers, I feel like you're speaking directly to me. Similar struggles and feelings. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on below. When is it time to give up on your dreams? Or when should that dream change? A little about me. I'm a clothing stylist and a director with a personality for TV. For the past eight years, I have focused my career on styling fashion editorials for magazines, commercial styling, and art directing for a social media company. Freelancing the entire time. As you know, working for yourself, promoting yourself, having it all and getting it all done is exhausting. I'm tired. For a while, I was on a really great trajectory, but nothing was happening fast enough. But I was still nose to the grindstone. When I was 35, my husband and I decided to try for a baby. He's nine years older than me. We're getting, we're not getting any younger. I never yearned for a child, but was getting bored on the weekends. Another brunch. I thought it would take a few years. It happened on our first try. Getting pregnant, having the baby took two years out of my life. My pregnancy was super easy, and I styled a shoot a week before his due date. Standing all day, etc. Styling is a very physical job. When my son was born, I started to question things. What things do I say no to? How much is my time worth? Is the hustle worth it? Everything just seems less important than spending time with my son. Now I race home from work. I pulled back on work for the first 11 months of his life. Then I sent him to daycare and started working a lot more. However, taking time off really offset my career. Photographers I worked with started working with other people. Contacts were rusty, etc. Now that my focus is on my son, I'm just too tired of the, I'm just tired of the hustle. I accepted a style director position at an accessories company close to my home. Oh yeah, I moved from NYC to a suburb. Was sick of the commute. I now work in an office 9 to 5 with a 10-minute commute. However, I feel like my dream as a stylist has died. I probably won't ever style for L. I feel like I gave up on my dream. Sarah and Paul, I don't think you can become Oprah and have a kid. I think you have to reach Oprah first and then give birth. My priorities really have changed. I thought having a child was going to be lame and boring. The pregnancy was, but life has never been more fun. My son is my best friend and everything in life is cool and interesting now, which is why I really don't want to go crazy with work and just want to spend my free time with him. I have a lot of support and could leave him with family and go out and have fun and build my career again but I'm loving hanging with him. When is it time to give up your dreams? Ah, wow. I, I died. I, 
was like, oh my God, Doesn't this is have you so thinking, good. Huh? It has me so thinking. Because, I, okay, my honest opinion on this is I think Aaron's right. I don't think you can be Oprah. I think you have to become Oprah first, mm-hmm. and then you have kids. Okay, with whose eggs? Adopt. You're in terms. Adopt. Yeah. 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 AJ's. That was just AJ chumming him. I think you adopt. But here's my thing. I don't think, Aaron. I don't listen to this email and think you've given up on your dream. I think your dream has changed. Absolutely, and that's that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And that is completely okay. The the same things that I want out of life, or that I wanted ten years ago, things that I want now. If I got married. Even just got married. I mean, all that stuff would change. If I got married and had a kid, it would definitely change. Right. I mean, if she told me that she had a kid and, you know, I just don't feel the joy, I'm changing these dirty diapers, I'm miserable, the kid keeps me up all night long, what happened to me, I used to be a hot New York girl, you know. That would be different. But she's loving the space she's in. I think she is living her best life right now. And I the, do, too. And the fact that she's still working in the industry that she loves is is phenomenal. I mean, I say give it some time. Give it till he's, you know, five. Check back right. in when he's five years old. Check back in when he's ten years old. And you know what I think, too? So there's mm-hmm. a couple things that I've learned over the years. Because I felt like I used to be a person like, okay, if, I have, if I'm not on national TV by the age of 28, mm-hmm. like, I'm, that's it. Like, I, not that I ever gave myself an ultimate. Him, but I think I had set in my mind all these ages and what I should have accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I think that really fucks with people. Mm-hmm. I, I think you have to let go of the number because everybody succeeds at a different time Absolutely. frame. And Absolutely. now I feel like really your career is ageless. You know, there are more women than ever in their 50s owning businesses, running businesses. I read an article about a year ago that said most people make the most money in their lives between the ages of 40 and 50. Absolutely. Like, we're just yeah. getting there. Mm-hmm. So I think you can't put a time frame on it. Mm-hmm. I think if your dream is still to style for L, work towards that because you don't know. You know? Absolutely. And, but the biggest thing I think is when you're happy, amazing things pop. So I think focus on your son. You're, like you said, your Aaron's working in the industry, so that's great. Keep working, doing your best work, and you don't know who will call. Yeah. I really do. You know, and the dream constantly changes, and you just yeah. have to. I mean, for me, I'm always thinking, kind of like the conversation I told you I had with my sister this morning, that conversation wasn't just on a whim. I had been thinking about what I want to do differently in my life from 40 to 50. Like, how am I going to change that up? Like, I remember wanting to work with Elle a long time ago, and I ended up getting a web series with Elle called, and it's still online, called Go See with Paul Wharton. And it was with Elle Girl Magazine. Look up Go See with Paul Wharton, Elle Girl Magazine. Yeah. And I was, like, obsessed with Elle, and I I reached out to them, and I got this... um, little web series and where we brought girls to New York and I, you know, showed them the roast about modeling and then, you know, we picked a girl and then we put her in the magazine and all that kind of stuff and I developed her and all. It was just fantastic. So, but, you know, I haven't thought about that in years. Like, that dream changed. You right. know? Did that, moved on to something else. I know. Yeah. I do think the dream. Keep what's, dreaming though, right? What's the dream for you now? Like, as you're turning, like, the big milestone birthday coming yeah. up. What's your dream now? Well, I'm super excited about this book. This book to me is is next level for me. You know what I mean? It's like this is the tool that I was looking for in terms of I I have a lot of books um, that I've started. 
but this one I actually finished. So for me, the dream is really rounding out the brand and having products that are out there. When I had uh, Paula Dean on my show in 2009, she said, oh, Paul, you know, one thing you got to do is you got to make money while you sleep. (laughs) You know, and I was like, what you mean, girl? (laughs) Have somebody jerk me up. What you you saying? I know she was talking about some hoe cakes, but anyway. No, but what she meant is I need products. I need things that people are like online buying when I'm asleep. I don't have to always show up to make the cash. So my next phase is really following through because I feel so accomplished from finishing this book. I want to have that same feeling in the rest of my brand. I want to finish some things that I started. Do you want to have a kid? Oh, there you go. (laughs) You know I'm going through some shit right now. Why you got to break this up in front of all these people? No, I don't know. No, because I go back and forth, too. Like, I I mean, I think it's fascinating that what I can relate to in Aaron's email is I don't have an overwhelming desire to have a child, Mm -hmm. but I'm just in that age where, like, now every time I go to the doctor, they're always like, are you, you need to be thinking about it. And you're like, oh, I do. I think Ugh. gay men have like 10 years over women before they start freaking out. You That's what I think. You always are lucky. Okay, so women are about 35, right? That's like where people yeah, get I a mean, little I'm nervous. Yeah, I mean, I'm 35 and they keep saying to me, yeah, you should get on it. And I'm like, oh, God. Because I, I still have in my mind that the kid right now will derail the career. Because I okay. already know. I'm like, I'm not stopping until I have a fucking mega empire yeah. and talk show. And like, I, I want to reinvent the way people watch talk shows because the old one is dead. No I love will it. ever watch love that it. shit again. I love it. But I get confused in my head that the only way to do that is not to have the kid now. So I don't know if that's me putting myself under unrealistic expectation or if I should have the kid. I'm always confused. Well, take an inventory of like your energy. That's what I always do. Like how much energy do you really have? You get up really early in the morning. You're up at Fox. You're doing your podcast up there. Then you're here doing your podcast here. And you're just really starting to experience some success on your own without working for the man. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So do you think that you have enough energy to do that and but before that get up with the baby feed the baby through the night you know the baby's got to be you have to no. change diapers no. the baby still needs to eat in the evening and i mean even if you have a husband that does all that he can't do it all. You can't just hand the baby off totally. Okay, I think I'm going to push it. Because IVF, right, that's just when you inject mm-hmm. yourself and it, like, soups up your eggs, right? Like, if there's a few left working, if you just pump the sure, IVF you can freeze in. some, too. No, it's super expensive. I've looked into it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I will. All right, call me. Are you? Do you work for like a? Uh, maybe I'll, do a maybe promo. I'll put it in the budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll do a promo. Okay. Who works yeah. for Shady Grove or yeah. someone? Okay, call us if you're into fertility. You know what? I think I'm ready now. Yeah, I, anyway. I just think it's energy. To, to be honest, that's a great. I've had to really check in, pull back on my happy hour experiences. I thought right. that happy hour equal joy. What I realized is it takes my energy. I'm not saying if you see me having a happy hour, leave me be. Okay, people? I know what I'm doing. But what I do know about this stage in my life now is I'm busy enough with work and you know, trying to be somewhat healthy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Going to the gym, eating right, thinking about my projects, writing, creating. There's not a lot of extra time to be sitting up at the bar. Right, you know? right. So I don't really know that I could take a kid on right now. 
with my current situation. I agree. Yeah. I loved that email. And I feel yeah. like, too, here's my thing is I think the dream always, like you said, is changing. Mm-hmm. I think there's nothing wrong with changing it. And I think there's nothing wrong with if you're happy in this moment. doesn't mean you won't do L later on because, like you said, give it four or five years. But if you're loving your son, enjoy that. Absolutely. And I always think, too, it is complete human nature. I feel like from listening to other people and observing, there, no matter what path you take, there's always a certain amount of regret. There mm-hmm. always is. I have mm-hmm. girlfriends who have kids who are now having moments in their lives where they're getting divorced. They're 35. They're getting divorced. And they're thinking, why did I do this? Why did I do yeah. this? Then I have other girlfriends who are in their late 40s. They didn't have kids. And they're thinking, God, should I have had a kid? I really should. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I think it's human nature for sure. all, all of us to always doubt and second guess. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But you made the right decision at the at that time. But speaking of Oprah, it's really interesting to hear her talk about kids now and of course you know we know she had a child through a uh, from a rape of her cousin when she was uh, 14 years old she gave birth to i think a baby boy and he died um but she has said she has absolutely no regrets about not having kids none and she said i could never do what i'm doing yeah yeah. If I had had children, mm-hmm. which I, I think is true. And that's the thing, too, is I never want to be a parent and bring a kid into the world and then have them be the second thought, you know? But the other thing about Oprah is she says that she didn't do it for the money. So I think I think it's really about mm, what's the true. reason why. I think if, if you're talking about I want to do that because I want to make so much money, then later you could end up regretting that because once you get the money, you know, you're still bored, lonely, depressed, whatever you were before, you just are that with money. You got it. Yeah. It's so true. You got to do a check-in mm-hmm. of your inventory. of what, mm-hmm. And and you're honest to God, like, don't you feel like, because I feel like you have this, but you've got to have, the work has got to be a greater mission. Like, Absolutely. I, I feel like yours is always about, you want women and men to look better, feel better, be them their best selves, sure. travel their best way, see the world. Like, I feel like that is so the core of who you are. Yeah. You know, you it really is who you are. Because one thing I've realized is people think that they can't. And, you know, listen, I have not reinvented the wheel. It's all out there. Yeah. You know, but I always knew from when I was young that I wanted to, like, live well. Whatever that definition of that, you know, I want to be happy. Like I told you, you know what total success meant for me is going to Whole Foods and not looking at the prices. And that sounds small to people, but for me, that was my goal. It's like, I want to go to Whole Foods and get whatever I want. And I don't want to put things back because I do remember when my parents um, were getting a divorce in 1987, I was 10 years old, you know, we lived pretty well. But at the time, my dad, you know, you know how couples getting a divorce, you know, the guy tries to squeeze the woman out a little bit with the cash. Right. And I remember going to the grocery store. Now we... Yeah, I remember being like, she was like this or that. Now, listen, a lot of people had it a lot worse than us. I don't want to paint when we had a big old house and all that kind right, of stuff. Right, you but had I'm to just, pick between cereals. I, but yeah, right. right. I'm like, I want both. And right. then down the street, Nicole Gerard, they had like 30 cereals. And I was like, they have everything. <laughs> and Oreo cookies. And Tang. I hate my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, But that stuck with me. That little memory of being in the grocery store and oh picking God. one or the other stuck with me. And now I'm like, okay, I, you know, a while back, I was like, I just need to be able to go to Whole Foods and get whatever I want from the grocery store. So one thing I always give people I as a gift, 
like when I went when I go to Cleveland, you know, I, t- I take everybody grocery shopping. Like that's my thing. Yeah, because I there's a joy it. in that. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you want to go to the store? Yeah. I want to go. Like, Maybe I that take, should be your next venture, too, yeah. is you own your own grocery store. Maybe so. Seems like you, like, that might be good, too. Because I feel like you enjoy feeding people. I do. Whether it's products to make them look good or good food or good drink. Okay, yeah. there's something there with that B&B. There? There, that B&B in Cleveland that's open four weekends a month. Yeah. Four <laughs> Look, two stories before. Um, today is a bittersweet day for us because we're saying goodbye to our dear AJ. We're going to tell you about the big announcement that she has coming up. We are so freaking proud of her and can't believe what she's done in the couple of months that she's been interning with us. Um, so two more stories, though. Paul, I'm dying. I read this article, and I really want to know because you know people very well. Um, an article came out by a guy who has studied um, psychology of people for many, many years. And he, his name is Charlie, I think I'm saying it right, Hohen. And he wrote Thoughts on Vegas and Why Men Keep Doing This. And he goes into pretty much detail about why we keep seeing men, and especially white men, doing these um, mass murders. And he's been studying this for the past 18 years. He's written a couple um, books on mental health space. And he says that mass shootings keep happening for a couple of reasons. Men in the United States are chronically lonely. Boys in the United States, just like human beings everywhere, need touch, caring, warmth, empathy, and close relationships. But in our society in the United States, we grow up that we must essentially be our own individual. We've got to be strong. We can't... This is for men. Um, Mm -hmm. That they can't be weak at any moment. You think that's true? He says this plays a big role in why you're you're seeing more and more men just losing it. Uh, No excuse, but I think it's true. I, I really do. If I think about some of my girlfriends who have, you know, partners that are interesting, like, you know, they're guys, whatever. They're interesting, like different. Right. They have no friends. And I actually talked to one of my girlfriends about this. I was like, well, who does he hang out with when he's not hanging out with you? The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. How ironic! I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delaney show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delaney podcast. Enjoy. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. 
oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is well-researched, baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two zero. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. He doesn't really have any friends. And when I think about like some of my other, you know, white male friends, sometimes, I mean, they have like business associates and they have, but some of them just don't have any friends. And imagine That's what he says. you or me with no friends. I mean, I don't know about that. He says it's really big for men to ask themselves, do you have other male friends or even mm-hmm. female friends that you can be vulnerable with? Do you have friends whom you can confide in and be 100% yourself around that you can give a hug without saying, quote, no homo? Mm. He says that that's really... Oh, fuck cool. that. I'm not hugging you if you know homo. <laughs> homo all the way. You better get a chubby you hugging me. Oh, sorry. Is this thing on? <laughs> oh, I, I thought you muted me. He also says that men in the United States are 
deprived of play opportunities. I think this is amazing. Oh. He said, um, the kids need to go outside and play. Yeah. Play is one of the essential things that, that encourages human beings to bond with each other and is also healthy. But he says, over the years, we've gotten away from play. Less and less play recess. You can't touch kids. He says that it's important for kids to either play an instrument, to dance, or he says, even for boys to play a game like football or something where they're wrestling and working out some aggression. Not obviously like hurting that. people, but he says that um, loneliness comes from the fact that we never have any playtime and really enjoy yourself and your company. I agree with this guy. Um, so he's, And he says that some of the shooters over the years have a lot of these similar traits. He also goes on to say, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? Ever since the famous ad aired, parents have been shamed and shamed each other into watching their kids like a hawk. If you let your kid walk up the street alone, you'll either get a call from another parent or the cops will pick up the child. Our kids are stripped of their right to experience life on their own terms. Yeah. He says over the years, this causes anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, and he thinks over the the next 20 years, the academic, the um, epidemic is going to be in mental health issues for young people. You think that's true? I do. I mean, if you think about some of your friends that live in the burbs and, you know, out here and then some, I have friends in New York that have kids. I mean, when those kids are like 11, 10, 11 years, they're on the subway by themselves going to school. They're taking the bus to the subway. Wow. I remember when I was a kid, you know, here in the burbs, I mean, we would have to basically touch in when the when the streetlights came on you know oh, okay, streetlights sure. came on my mom jr holly you know she would yell from the hill and we were like we're coming you know <laughs> five more minutes you know but basically you were outside you were from kid, like, sun up yeah. i mean from 9 a.m in the summer i would take my bike honey i would go to the they didn't know where i was okay <laughs> yeah I was out. I would be out, like, trying to... I would take my little allowance, and I would go... I remember sometimes, this probably... I don't know. I would go and have these, like, what I thought was a fancy lunch, like, at Fridays. (laughs) I would sit there by myself at, like, 12 years old. I would ride my bike too far away. You're like Richie Rich. To I go just like to Fridays. And they're like, is your mom coming? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm just grabbing a bite. You know, I'll have a Shirley Temple to start. Yeah. But I say all that to say like that kind of, you know, I wasn't that sheltered. They let me kind of do my thing. Well, more... I don't know any parents that do that now. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing. One last story before we we get AJ on. Um, A couple people sent this to me this morning. I don't know a lot about it, except for it is getting a lot of attention on Facebook and online. It's a story here in D.C. It's a campaign for creative dignity, demand justice for LGBTQIA artist of color. Um, And it says, D.C. artist Lisa Marie... Thalhammer uh, approached fellow artist Aja Adams, and this is this is about um, supporting Aja Adams to collaborate on an application for the D.C. Commission on the Arts and Humanities Public Art Building. The long story short of this is there is a mural that is now up right now on a women's shelter, on Open Arms Women's Shelter on 57 and O Street. And Aja Adams claims that that design was taken by her and she's given no money, no credit. Um, And essentially she says that uh, her... work continues to be exploited by other white counterparts. Now, a lot of people are upset about that statement, basically saying that she should make this less about race and more about, um, you know, creative Mm -hmm. rights to Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you want to support or if you know more about this or you know Aja, it'd be interesting to talk about it because I will say the image that she originally did looks an awful lot like the one that they ended up painting on the building. Do you think? 
And it looks exactly like it. It looks exactly like it. But was she ever supposed to be commissioned to actually do the mural, or was she just doing the design for the mural? She was doing the design. And so it was initially a collaboration with Lisa Marie Thalhammer um, and Asia. So it sounds like they did work together, but then somehow she didn't get credit. So I don't know enough about this story as if, in fact, like, did they have an agreement that she actually, you know, wasn't going to go on further with the project yeah, and or did not? did they ever say absolutely she did not, you know, come up with this concept? Or you know, how do you give credit on a mural? Is is it just them acknowledging her, her work? Sounds I'm sure like they she would wants that. Um, She's saying at the end of the petition, if artist Aja Adams is not paid or given credit, I demand that the work on the wall of 57 and O Street, Northwest Washington, be taken down as it's violating the rights of artist Aja. Um so anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I if know you that know block. I'm going to go over there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm going to go by. This mural is getting a lot of controversy, um, and apparently they're saying that this Lisa Marie got up to fifty thousand dollars for a grant to paint on that wall, and she wasn't given any credit. So hmm. we'll see what happens. Well, I tell you, my friend Bevy Smith, she was writing about this the other day. There was a um, new documentary film on Netflix about a an LGBT um, activist from I think the '70s and '80s. Um, I can't remember the woman's, the person's name, but but she was saying that um, another producer stole the idea from these other people, and then he's the one who got the Netflix deal, and you know he's a white producer and all this kind of stuff. This is a black person, um, LGBT activist, and you know she started this conversation on her Instagram about people stealing things, and I mentioned that early in my career, you know, I had some really great ideas and I met the right people to get them done. But what I didn't have is any of my own legal representation. Right. And on the biggest deal of them all, when I was just a little pup, um, the guys basically said to me, well, you don't have to get your own attorney. Our guy will do your deal. Oh, right. And and I told Bevy and I said, said, and then they all went and bought houses in the Hamptons and I did not. Because I could not. I know. Do you know? And that's the yeah. thing is, like, people ask me all the time, should you share your ideas? And I think, to me, it's a double-edged sword. I've shared mm-hmm. a lot. I've had a lot of ideas stolen. I I think of it twofold. I think, one, if you keep generating ideas, like I try to sure. write down 10 ideas every day, mm-hmm. then you only get better. Right. And you never run out. And one night, you're not married to one idea. At the same time, I think you have to be smart. And everybody, there's another epidemic in the entertainment business. Everybody will steal your idea. Sure. Same in the art world. Sure. They steal all. So you have to be very, you got to be cautious. You know, for those people that are out there that are creative, you're writing, you're creating TV concepts, or you're writing books or different concepts, you know, the simple way, the most inexpensive way to kind of secure your work is you go on writersguild.org. It's $17 if you're not a member of the union. Yeah, there right? you or go. Or $21, one of those two, 17 or 21 And you upload your work, either a Word document or whatever you have there. Great and, idea. And, you know, you title it, and you pay your money, and it will send you back a date and verification. This is the work. It's... it's um, it's been captured as a television concept or a book or whatever. And that, in a sense, is a great way to secure your work so you can start talking about it if you don't have the money to get it trademarked or work right. with an attorney because you're coming up with, like, you 10 ideas a day. But you could go on Writers Guild and protect your work, all the stuff you want to talk about. So there you go. Great idea. All right. AJ is on the show with her last news in pop culture. <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> you keep taking things from me. 
Oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> Hi, friends. Oh, AJ, we can't believe it. So we get, can we, you get to share your big announcement. You are, yes, my big announcement. I'm following in Sarah's footsteps and I'm, I took a radio job. I'll be a radio personality, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m., Ocean City, Maryland. It's Ocean 98.1. All right, guys. Ocean so, I, know, I, know. I can't wait. We are going to Ocean City, and we are going to like. Show Although up Paul like your thinks parents. it's like for, like sh- built. <laughs> it's like Shanty Townville. Well, it is called Ocean Shitty. It is. Called it is. You see it what is. I'm saying? Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, there's just various beaches. It's kind of like what I think about the Jersey Shore. You just think it's like, you know, kind of a redneck white trash hangout. But, you know, it's getting better. There's little gems in every little corner. Y'all are covering everything for me. I don't have to say anything. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm. I'll keep my mouth shut. I'm kidding. I love going to. It doesn't matter if you go to Dewey, Ocean City. It's a great summer spot. It's a great summer town. It's family fun. um, And, I, you know, you got to follow your dreams. So, although it's a small town, small market, I'm going to come back, build a brand. And then have my brand represented in DC, guys. So we are thank so you. proud of you. You have thank been you. awesome. You Round of applause. You're oh, you guys are freaking so phenomenal. Sweet. And look, I just want to tell you guys are so sweet. Because people ask all the time, how do you get into our mm-hmm. business? How do I, yes. I want my own radio show? I want, and you were like such an example. You exactly. pounded the pavement. You took a job with USA Nine, which you know you you were working shitty hours. You did every shift they asked. Right. Then you know you got you put yourself out there. You get this call from Ocean City. You go. Right. I, I think you're just. Sky's the limit. It's and be guys, amazing. don't be afraid to reach out to people that you um, that inspire you. Sarah Fraser has always inspired me, and now Paul Wharton, you inspire me as well. But I reached out to Sarah, and she was so sweet, and she got right back to me. So if you guys have an influencer that you like, reach out to them. Don't be scared. And most likely than not, they will answer you mm-hmm. with the best advice. That's which so, is what Sarah. I think someone me. just emailed me today and said you never respond. And I was like, <laughs> 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 so uh, oh, that was me. <laughs> that was just you know you never respond to my email. It's hit or miss. You're like, stop emailing Just, me at 3 a.m. <laughs> there we go. Um, we're okay. gonna get, so right into pop and cult, uh, yeah, let's pop do culture. It. Um, did you guys hear about this crazy story about the father that was punishing his his daughter? She's three years old. She decided to not drink her milk, and he put her outside of his house in the back alley, basically. This was in Texas. She's three. She didn't drink her milk, and it was at 3 a.m. I Uh-oh. did. That don't sound right. But what's the deal? Is she still missing? Mm -hmm. She's still missing. Really? There's been no developments. I read uh, these tweets from from the Texas police. There's been no developments. She's three years old, and they adopted her from India, and she's on a malnourishment plan. So maybe that's why she needed her milk at 3 a.m., but it's a little bit strange. I don't think that... I was trying to put the pieces together, but it's a little weird. And then get this. If you look more into it, they had their four-year-old daughter taken away from them and given to a foster home. So oh, no. a lot of fishy mm-hmm. things going on, but I don't want to say it's an Indian family and they adopted this Indian child and now she is missing and their four year old was taken away. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. It's really sad, but it's, there's been no development. You're on calling it. what BS. You think something really bad's happened? He did something. He something, did something. right. You think he, and if you look at the pictures, her. they look something. like a normal, a great family. You know, there's mm-hmm. a mom, there's a dad and the baby and they look completely happy, but yeah, behind the scenes, you never know. Yeah, he's but got my, issues. My thing is, what do you, what's your take on any, we're talking about having a family and both of you don't have kids, but. Uh, what, what would be your punishment? I want to know, like, pe- obviously you don't put your kid out in the middle of the night on the street. The milk, for she would just be thirsty. Right. And in her room. I mean, shit. <laughs> get, to, get to bed and, and stop right. right. All right. Every little step you take is going to be around your room. Go to bed thirsty. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Step Every take. little step you take. Did you see that movie House you know, Party with Robin Harris? No. Every little step you take going to be around this house tonight. <laughs> you going to learn tonight. I, I, I want you to have kids just yeah. to have your own reality show about parenting. 
<laughs> oh my God, Jeju. that's the truth. This yes, the, the honest to God truth. You need to have a reality. I mean, yeah. start this now. I'm I mean, you should already have a reality show. By sixteen, so yeah, me too. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Adopt kids from yeah. they just thinking of a driver. I'm gonna give you the best oh years of your life clean, before you become oh an adult. God. This is you terrible. I'm learn. actually supposed to go to a foster class, but if they listen to this, there is no way. No, we got a lot to teach a kid. How to clean my house? How to pick up dry cleaning? How to cook pasta? No, no, no. Like, no. We have <laughs> Olga for that. Olga's around. I can't get rid of her. I was going to say, I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to deal with this because I'm going to have a night nanny. So they, they <laughs> I have no idea. 3 a.m.? I won't be there. I won't be, be there. In the bed. Yeah, don't call me. I yeah, mean. no, but this sounds really tragic, yeah, it does. Though. I mean, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. It is always sad to hear that. Um, but there's missing kids like every other. We just don't hear about the bigger story. This is one of the bigger stories, but it's Yeah, the it's way it was done was so dramatic. Something's really wrong there. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of foster foster care for children, uh, radio host Delilah, do you guys know her? Yes, Delilah. Yeah, she's known as the romance music. She does, you know, people call in. She has millions of Facebook followers, and they um they call in and they have. She gives advice, and I just love her. She's all over the country. Mm -hmm. She gives to 150 stations. But um, so I didn't know this, but she actually she has 13 children, 10 of which are adopted. Yeah, she's big into foster care. I had no idea. I did know. And when the story came out, I mean, I had to research this because my immediate reaction was, oh, she's just not a good mom. Her son committed suicide. He's been in um, counseling and all these types of different classes for his depression. And do you have a little clip of... I'm, 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 I'm keep talking. Lila. It's like... Yeah, but um, so when I first heard the story, I assumed, which you should never do, that you know she wasn't a fully present parent, but mm-hmm. she really is, and he was in counseling. But um, she just posted on her social media that her son has... Committed suicide and passed away, and she's taking a hiatus from her radio show to um, Here to it mourn. Is. <laughs> Paul, you're ruining this for me. Stop talking. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Thank you for calling the Delilah Show. I understand you've got some... Some exciting. I don't know how you listen to this. In the future. This is probably why. I don't know how you listen to it. It's so bad. I mean, every this time you hear my musical preference, okay, I still so listen to shit like this all the time. You do? Oh, every day. Oh my god, everyone is like, "Hey, Delilah." So I'm well, their calling. stories are insane. I haven't I seen this man in ten years. I but met I him still online. Love him. Yeah, I mean, you're like, bitch. You know to hell you aren't together with him. It's so stupid. I love you to play. I'm yeah. P Diddy and Faith Evans. I'll be missing you. Um, yeah, they play. Open Arms by Journey. Yeah, that's this. That's like the jam. <laughs> I have something for you. <laughs> you might have heard it before. <laughs> uh, now I could. You, and I got to pull the car over and cry. Ooh, oh shit! Oh god! I knew they was gonna play Open Arms. I knew it. Oh my god! I have a sneaking suspicion they play this song. Are totally. <laughs> We've taken a real turn here. These stories Sorry. are like super depressing, and now yeah. we've turned them into like making fun of everybody. <laughs> No one. <laughs> uh, but this story is awful. It's I, not, I can't it's believe not it. funny. She right. lost another kid too, didn't she? In like she 2009 to sickle cell anemia. Yeah, her other child Sammy. Um, very sad. What was the child that committed suicide? By the way, he was in his teens. Like I think like fourteen or fifteen. Right, right. It was. It's super sad. Um, yeah, his son Zachariah took his life. Yeah. Oh. Um, it, so it, she will bring to an, uh, to attention the suicide, and I think she just she just promotes all these causes that are I think are great. So um, we want to pray for her and give our yeah. condolences to that Super family. Super sad. Um, wow. But she's fully into the foster care, so she's somebody to look up to if you're looking into. Yeah, she's ama- Yeah, she's done a lot of good. You know, we talked about this before. Back when I was doing one of the one of the good things that came out of DC Housewives was we partnered with Facebook and we did an it's. It Gets Better campaign. Yes, yeah, those were great. And 
I remember having like a major moment in that It Gets Better campaign and the other women were like, oh, this is so great. I got my blowout today. You know, it was a different kind of experience for me because at the time we were talking about all the, you know, young gay people that were committing suicide. And I, I feel this way about anybody that's being bullied or wants to commit suicide. But I remember having to really rationalize with myself that this can't be it because I used to keep a calendar right. when I was a teenager. Did I tell you about this? No, I don't and think I so. And I would mark the days if I cried. Oh, I think you did tell us that. And they were like all marked up. I used to cry every day. I don't know what I was, I mean, you know, at the time, it just seemed like, oh, this is horrible. Right. Isn't it? Those years are so hard. Those teenagers, you really, you're, I don't think your brain is fully developed. You know what I mean? You can't rationalize yeah. that it's going to get better. It just seems so depressing. And when people break up with you, it's like the biggest thing. It's really hard. So anybody, any of us, if you ever see a kid out there that looks like they're going through something and we know when they are, yeah, you know, absolutely. but right now it's like, oh, it's not really my place. But if you could just have a moment with them and tell them that it actually does get better because you have to hear it from someone that has gotten beyond that because as soon as that high school graduation happened it was like oh okay here come up here i come world you know i'm out do you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely it gets so much better i never want to be a kid again i Mm -hmm. love being an adult Mm -hmm. i love it too yeah I don't even want to show my pictures of high school because that was a disaster and a half. Oh, we should have done that whole like, throwback pics. Yeah, oh, oh my God, I love throwback pics. We yeah. do that. Um, and then totally switching gears, this story is actually insane. There's now um, this company called Good Girl Company and they're offering what's called the Sex Island Experience. Oh my God, this sounds great. Yes. It's insane. <laughs> Sarah's all about it. Yes. Oh God. Trip for two, Dan and me. Dan would flip out. But let me tell you what it's about. So <laughs> yes. you get, so it's, it's an, uh, off the coast of uh, Columbia. Uh-oh. And it offers copious amounts of cocaine. This is their advertisement. Copious amounts of cocaine, free alcohol, and un- unlimited sex. 60 women, prostitutes, and then 30 men. They buy the tickets. <laughs> They're on this yacht. You guys have to see the videos. It's madness. Is this real? I've looked at like multiple websites, but the Good Girl Company has not given any comment on if this is real or not, or whether this is just an insane video that they're sharing. God, and we should go and do a video. <laughs> this would be is so it a nice epic. Boat? Oh, it's a huge yacht. I've oh. got to show you. How um, much are the tickets? I've never they won't even comment on the tickets. They're like drugs. So. The tickets are selling out like crazy, but we are not releasing a price. Only those who know, know. And it's like, oh, so this is like, so Paul, you didn't get the invite? No. That's weird. That's really weird. No. I'm not, in, I'm not into this at all. <laughs> I think it actually is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would. Well, it's insane because. I definitely go. I don't know yeah, if I'm into the s- drugs, though. I feel I'm like- not into the drugs. I can't drink but like three or four drinks. And who am I, who am I going to fuck? And we I need mean, to see, we need to see the prostitute. I know. Because right. you get I mean, there I and I know. They're going to be 60 years old. Right of course, the videos show these gorgeous women with like these huge tits, yeah, huge right. ass. You, you come on, you're like, oh, what did we sign no. up for? <laughs> There's just going to be some hairy snatched gal. Oh, like, oh, oh. she's going to make me look good. Um, and it's during it's during Thanksgiving. So skip Thanksgiving. Oh. You go straight to Columbia. This would be awesome. I would love to surprise my family. And be like, Guys, now, what were you Columbia. Googling to come up with this story? Yeah, this just came on and it was like, enjoy. Oh, yeah. Search my Google history. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary. I hope my parents don't go on this because it's like orgy, Columbia, sexy problem. Prostitutes. No, it came up as an article, and I was like, this is not for real. By the way, I know both of you are dating someone, but if Are we? Whoa. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, next segment, right? But if you're not, you know, I have a trick. I have a little thing that I do when I first meet someone, and we're, like, going on a date or okay. something. Okay. Like, for some reason, I'll want to use their phone, okay? okay? I'll say, oh, look something up. Go to your Safari, right. Right. okay, on your phone. And then I say, give me your phone. And then I put in P.O., that for like oh, porn, porn and yep. all their shit that they like comes up. Oh my 
So it's like, God. you know, um, the strangled, is- you know, it's like, um, like bareback straight. gang bang. It's well, like, this will be yours, I think. Wouldn't it? <laughs> you know what? That is so good. Can I fire oh my God, you you're so Yeah, I do that. And then I just go, uh huh, uh huh. I just like look at it and see wow. like what they're into. What if you and were if with like a gay guy who's into lesbian sex videos? Is that like a no no for you? And you're like, wait like, a minute. What are the confusing. red flags for you? Yeah, what are oh, red, red flags? Well, there was one that I looked up that said, um, daddy daughter. Okay, that's uh, a major yeah. red flag. Yeah, daddy daughter. Um, and then what okay. was another one that I came up Oh, and then somebody like had one time where somebody was shitting on him or something. I mean, it was like, oh. you know, I was like, oh, this is just too much. That is such a genius trick. Yeah. I'm going to start doing It happens that. all the time. Okay. I mean, I'm telling you, I just look at P.O. and it's like. Hey, excuse me. Um, <laughs> can I use your phone? Oh, hey, Safari. Yeah, you okay, get to maybe. talking about something that you want to look up and you're like, oh, my phone is in my bag. Uh, you probably have one right mind. there. Let me see. Go to your Safari. So see, and what they, if they're like hesitant? They're like, well, what, let me. Well, because you're not going through like their pictures and right, all their right, stuff. Right. They, they put it on Safari. They don't think anything about it. True. So true. good. Oh my mm-hmm. god. If I searched on Eggies, it would be like puppies playing in the field. Like whenever I go over so him. So you think it's always those types. No, he, oh, his screensaver goes back to puppies in the field. <laughs> no, he's, mm-hmm. he's literally. Sarah, what do you think it really is, Sarah? <laughs> Iggy's her boyfriend, by the way, y'all. Mm-hmm. What does Iggy look <laughs> like he gets down field. for? Mm-hmm. I thought he's such like a, a Guido dirty type. No, he literally looks up like puppies playing in fields and like little pigs. And maybe I'm like so jaded and this is totally false. Maybe he's into total depressed sex. Like, is he into crying oh sex? Like, what <laughs> Is he a good lover? <laughs> I think he's really passionate, but I think we're very vanilla. We need to get some like some spice up in here. Okay. Don't worry, we got a sex toy expert coming in next week. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you might have to come back. Yeah. Just she's I'll be here. In. Yeah. I think Ooh, she's giving kidding? us all she's gifting us all sex toys. Wow. Yeah. Um okay. before so, we leave, I just have to read the comments of this of this sex experience. All these people yeah. are commenting, it's hilarious. Um booked two tickets. Should be a nice surprise for the wife. Still doesn't beat Thailand. <laughs> Booking right now still doesn't Thailand, beat Thailand. Yeah. I'd recommend it though. Maybe I, I need another vacation when I get back home from this. Yes. Anyway, these are hilarious. We'll I have to go it. take a Facebook live from the from the event. <laughs> that would be epic. <laughs> love you guys. Oh, oh we thank love you, you for all your contributions. Thank you you are. Paul. It's been a joy sitting next to you. Thank you. You are absolutely Sometimes phenomenal. I mean, we have a, we have a close relationship. We do. Like I'm constantly, I'm, I, he's always hugging me, always kissing me. I feel very loved. So thank yeah. you. But in a good not way. in a Harvey Weinstein. Not in a Harvey Weinstein way. way. Yeah. I would pull closed. Right. We need an HR department. Like when you have a couple of drinks at Carrots and Couture, like you kept like trying to get in her bosoms. We were like, doing what? like motorboating, some slapping of the ass. Yes. You don't remember this? That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we have it's something cool. else to celebrate. It's something fine. else to celebrate. What? You. What? You all know exactly what? what I'm talking about. Your 40th birthday. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's you guys did. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. Oh God. What did you do? You okay. got your gift? Yes. AJ, ah. where can people follow you? Uh, you guys can follow me at Andrea Lopez Impressions on Instagram. Um, and I'll just be following up we all the time. I'll yes. Email me at um, Andrea Lopez813 at Gmail. Please if you do, have you any guys. questions about career stuff. Check her out. Follow her. You have been terrific. <sighs> wonderful. Um, I wonderful. Was, we have Georgetown cupcakes for you because it what? is your birthday. Yes. So um, you want to make me fat and unattractive? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Don't worry, I got one vegan one in there. <laughs> um, but also, I got you a birthday gift I wanted to give to you on the show. I was just yeah. in Maine, and um, I went to this place called Sheepskit River Pottery, and it's from my hometown. And this gift 
is um, here. I'll let you open it, and then you can read the card later. But oh, it's a card. Um, but <laughs> oh I God. wanted to give you this, and I'll tell you the story as to why Beautiful. I wanted to get this gift for you. Oh my gosh, is Paul, this? It's a sheep's got it's a, it's a, pottery. Oh. Oh my God, Sarah! I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, oh, it's beautiful. What is this? Okay, well that's a like the collage. little flyer of their. their oh. They make their own pottery. It's oh, all like lead the free. The house is beautiful. Okay, I want to do. I want to go there. Oh yeah, my you gotta God. come to me. Oh, this is so cool. Did you make this? No. No. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, don't give me. <laughs> no. Oh, oh. But here's the thing. So I bought. Paul, two oh, of these beautiful. handmade coffee mugs, and oh. they have like main muscles on them. Because oh. it, you, whenever I call you, I love calling you in the morning, <laughs> and you always say, I'm having my coffee here. I gotta call you back after I have my coffee. <laughs> and so I wanted to get you this gift from Maine, so hopefully you'll always think of our friendship when you are having and enjoying your coffee. I love this so much, because let me tell you one quick mug story okay you know how i went to capri it's like the richest place in the world in yes. Italy, okay everybody's fabulous i felt so poor i'm leaving capri and i like to get my friend sister's like let's get a mug you should get a mug everywhere you go i say great let's get these mugs we get these mugs and they have lemons on them and they say capri and and hers um uh she breaks hers on the way home Mine last, okay? So the first day I get back from Capri, oh, I miss Italy. Oh, it's so fabulous. I pull out my Capri mug. I fill it with coffee, and my finger's a little wet from the coffee, and I go to put it on the lemon, and the Capri wipes right off on my finger. (laughs) The people took a black marker and wrote Capri in the richest place in the world. It was a fake Capri mug, okay? So now I have something authentic Legit from months. Maine, and I'll be drinking my coffee out of this tomorrow, and I love you so much. Thank I you. love you, too. Happy you. 40th. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Thank you always for tuning in. Also, Paul and I have a survey that is up that is going to be in the um, in the description of today's show. If you can copy and paste that survey link, please, And I want to say one other out. thing. For anybody that listens in the D.C. area, if... You really, really, really like me and Sarah, and you really, really want to be a part of my birthday party. Tweet us what you like about us, and I'm going to invite five of you to my birthday party on Sunday. Oh, my God. It's Paul Wharton on Twitter, right? Yeah, Paul Wharton on Twitter. Paul Wharton on Twitter. Hey, Frasia on Twitter, please take our survey. It's only like six quick questions. We love you guys. Happy birthday. Bye, guys. We love you. Bye, AJ. Topics to address, Sarah, she's so glamorous, but number one hostess.